Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Anthony Maragliotta Show, the premier New Jersey-based politics podcast. Uh, we got a really um, good episode for you guys today. We're just going to be examining the um, political scene um, nationwide, the Trump indictment, and a lot of other um, big news. Joining me for today's episode is Monica Luisi. She is a weekday reporter and weekend anchor for One American News Network in San Diego, California, and she's also a Jersey girl. Monica, great to have you on the show today. How are you doing? Hey, Anthony. It's great to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so for starters, I um, just want to just talk, talk to you, um, our viewers about the new gig you got on the West Coast. Um, you go from East Coast to West Coast. What's it like on the West Coast now? So it's very different than the East Coast. Um, I am enjoying the weather very much, um, but no. there is no place like New Jersey. Uh, let me tell you, I did not expect there to be as many homeless people here in San Diego as I originally thought. Um, I love my job. Uh, the people are very passive and not as aggressive as us East Coast people. Um, mm. But still, it is, um, it's been quite the adventure so far for the past four months, and I'm looking forward to more growth for sure. Awesome. Where, where do you think this is um, like, where do you want to head to with this new position? So right now I am a news anchor in the mornings and on weekends, and I'm a fill-in for some anchors who are out during the week. But uh, also during the week, I also interview and may book guests on various topics that are current events, anything from Trump to COVID to any kind of culture war type stuff, China, international news. Um, I get to be really creative, which is something that I've always really wanted to do. Um, it's kind of just use my knowledge and turn it into something of more creativity. Um, so I definitely get to do that. But for the future, I mean, I would love to have my own show. I would love to be back on the East Coast and work at a much bigger market. Um, I know New York is the number one market for this kind of stuff. So I would love to be back in New York City. Well, it sounds like a really good plan you got going there. Uh, we definitely miss you here in Jersey, but I know you're doing really good things out in California. So, you know, um, New Jersey's always got your back. But let's jump into the whole Trump indictment now. Um, so as we you all, all are watching, um, Trump had, was indicted on charges um, in their, you know, mostly polit- very much political theater um, brought forward by Alvin Bragg. And now, like in his press conference after Trump went to court. He was saying how, like, oh well, I, well, I don't know what this whole charge is over here, but Monica, w- what's going on? Uh, it's pol- as you just said, it's political theater. It's complete weaponization of our government. And Alvin Bragg, uh, he let go those three guys that beat the crap out of that Fox News weatherman on no charges. Um, so that just goes to show where his priorities are in attacking somebody who's proven time and time again that he's innocent. Trump. um, And I know Trump just sued his ex-lawyer, Michael Cohen, for $500 million. Mm -hmm. Um, All of this is just going to prove that he's going to come out 10 times stronger. Um, You saw in history, um, you know, Ronald Reagan, he was he survived an assassination attempt on Mm -hmm. the same day, 42 years ago, that President Trump got indicted. And Ronald Reagan came back three years later to win 49 of those 50 states. So I think we're going to see history repeat itself in a very interesting way. Um, now all we have to do is just wait. This is just going to be a waiting game. Um, he's due in court in December, just in time for 2024 to come around. So you all know that 
this is just something to get him to stop running or to mm -hmm. to stunt his growth in, in this country. Um, you have President Biden and the Biden administration not even denounce what's happening. Of course, we, we expected this. Yeah, of course. And uh, I mean, Biden said the quiet part out loud when somebody asked him, he actually took questions for once. And uh, Biden pretty much admitted that, you know, we don't want him running again. So people are just scared of Trump's potential because they know he has a lot more ammo this time around and they know that he's going to come back 10 times stronger. Yeah, I totally agree. Really um, hit the hammer on the, they hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, but this is just another continuation of what they did start back when, so they went down the golden escalator, you know, with Russia, Ukraine, the impeachment um, crap. Um, you know, it just, it is a continuation of that. And now it's to the point now where instead of, wanting him out of office because he's not the president anymore is that they don't want him to run in 2024 because they know how popular he is with the Republican base um, because the Republicans want someone who's an outsider running. And Trump is like there is, is it the guy who says, Oh, well, we're going to you know, make America great again. We're going to you know change America, especially also we're dealing also with a very unpopular Democrat president. Um, I mean, I don't know how I got 81 million votes, but I guess if, if uh, I could um, sleep in my basement, when I run for president and I win, then I guess it would be worth it in the end. But I guess not because our country's um, pretty much going to hell in a handbasket at this point. Yeah, I mean, you also have to think, you know, if a local DA can can go after a former president, um, then why don't more local DAs go after somebody like Obama? who It was proven he spied on Trump's election campaign and and Hillary Clinton and the Biden family. Like, there's just so many things that are wrong with this that are so completely one-sided. And if people don't see it, then they are part of this problem. Yeah, well, I think um majority of people are seeing it. And a lot of people who don't see it are obviously are probably just um, that they just don't want to hear it or they're just Democrat at this point. Um, about very, very sad stuff. Um, but also, you mentioned about when, in the beginning of uh, um, the show about how about the homeless problems in uh san diego now i know san francisco san francisco is very bad and like what's it like what's it now like in, on the west coast where like you deal with more homeless people and like you know a lot of the drug problems going on in the streets people defecating um like what's like how often do you deal with that sure so i mean when i was living in new york city you would see a couple of like homeless people just going through streets just yelling at people or sleeping on the yeah. side of the street like that that's just that's just normal but they're very spaced out now here in california i'm noticing i haven't really ventured out past san diego i have no desire to go to san francisco i have no desire to go to la but you know here in san diego the first day that i touched down in san diego and and arrived at my new apartment I cried <laughs> because I was like, what did I do to myself? I know I complained about the homeless people when I was living in New York City. Um, everyone does. But, you know, when you move to such a beautiful city like San Diego, that was really like one of the last redder areas of California. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. Um, it's tent city out here. All of the streets are lined with tents and those blue tarps. And it's actually very disgusting. Um, I only live a couple of blocks and around the corner from like the true hub of where it is on Imperial Avenue uh, here in San Diego. Um, I will say this, this, most of the sidewalks are a lot cleaner than New York City because they actually have cleanup crews that go around and they clean up those specific right. areas that are more touristy. Um, but nobody really seems to be doing anything about Imperial Avenue. 
or side streets in that area. Um, it's it's very scary. It's very like apocalyptic looking. Um, the people just wandering around in the streets and it's right off the ramp when you get off at the exit. They're all there. And I don't know how this happened. I mean, I haven't been here for that long. I've never been to San Diego before, but I've spoken to plenty of people who have lived there for for five plus years and they've mm -hmm. seen the the deterioration of this city and wow. a lot of people are very upset because san diego is is known as america's finest city and it's proving to not be that way i mean i feel bad for the families that want to come to padres games i live two blocks from from petco park and nice. they have to drive through this mess and you have to walk through it you want to find parking good luck because some of the best parking spots down where on imperial avenue are taken up by people who will probably try to break into your car or you'll step on some needles or on feces on the side of the street it's really very sad it's sad well like um like you know this and our viewers know this too like this is what happens when um democrats run our inner cities um they uh Turn to basically a word that I cannot say on here, but I'll just say it's, it's um, you know, it rhymes with a uh, hit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. but, you know, like, what's the number one thing that you um, you miss the most about being in New Jersey and New York? I definitely miss the people. Um, I, all of my friends and all the people who are just like me, obviously, you know, they're outspoken, they're fun, they're non-judgmental. You know, they just let me be me. Um, they're all out there. And I just wish that California people were more like that. You know, I heard something really funny before I moved out here. I didn't believe it, but I saw this really good video and it was like, people on the East Coast are, are I think that they're, what is it? They're kind, but they're not nice. And um, people in the West Coast are nice, but they're not kind. I've heard and, that before. Yeah, and it's and somebody the the woman goes on to give a, an example of like if you get a flat tire on the side of the road and on the East Coast, they'll help you change it, but they'll insult you the entire time while they're doing it. And then the people on the West Coast, you get a flat tire, they'll be like, "Oh, that sucks. So sorry," but they won't help you. Um, and that's very true to a to a very good extent here. You know, um, it's a lot. It's very competitive out here. A lot of the girls uh, that I'm getting to know in my industry are competitive and they don't want to see people mm -hmm. get ahead. Um, I'm very outspoken. I'm, I'm very much, um, I'll call something out that I don't like when I see it. And mm -hmm. a lot of people can't really handle that energy here on the West Coast. So I very much look forward to being in with my people on the East Coast uh, very soon. Yeah, well, I mean, you definitely are right. I mean, East Coasters definitely tell like it is, which is, you know, which is, you know, that's me you and i think a lot of people watching um, can agree that you know that that's the way we are but but you know let's say we, we we don't um we don't like all the bs we, we don't always see people just be straight shooters with us and uh i think that's how yeah if, if we had more politicians like that i guarantee a lot more stuff will get done uh yeah so like like what made you want to like work for oan and uh like what made you want to be like in television a television personality i know you hosted your podcast the monfather um but tell us more like, more about like what you do on TV and uh, what's your podcast? So uh, I knew I wanted to be a news anchor since I was like six years old. I used to watch ABC7 Eyewitness News um, and I would always 
watch the traffic reports and stuff like that. And then Liz Cho on ABC7, I always wanted to be her. I thought she was like the prettiest woman I've ever seen in my life. Um, mm. And I went to school for broadcast journalism. I went to Marist College. Um, I graduated in 2018. And uh, as somebody who I always knew this is what I wanted to do, I knew I mm. hard work. I knew what it was meant to go into this um, and not to take no for an answer. So my first job out of college, I was working at the Daily Mail as a video reporter or i'm sorry yeah, a video producer that was very tough because it was eight hours uh, behind a computer working weekends not my dream job uh very draining and i was commuting back and forth from new jersey to the city and it was it was not it was not it um and then during the pandemic i was working from home i was applying everywhere and then i got newsmax as a productions assistant and i mm -hmm. took a fifteen thousand dollar pay cut um to be part of Newsmax because I knew that this was me breaking into the news world and this is what I had to do and I knew I, I would be happier and I was happier. I was so much happier. The people there were incredible. The work was amazing. I got to meet some really great guests in person who were coming onto the shows. Um, it was just very much like a like a safe haven in a Democrat city like New York. So I was there for two years. Uh, they wouldn't put me on air. So I, time and time again, I tried to prove to them, like, let me let me show you what I could do. Let me show you what I could do. Um, the Mon Father was born uh, during COVID uh, pandemic, and it was just something for me to be creative. It was an outlet for me to kind of uh, just put all my energy that I was drained of uh, into something that I was passionate about. So instead of doing something that was miserable, why don't I do something that brings me happiness? And I was interviewing people with small businesses and reviewing products and just kind of giving commentary on the latest news and culture. Um, and then I kind of fizzled out a little bit when I started working at Newsmax because Newsmax mm -hmm. ended up being a job that I was loving. Um, so I was doing a little bit here and there, but um, I do feel like I should start it back up again. Um, and then, well, since they wouldn't put me on air at Newsmax, I applied to OAN. And because one of my colleagues said, well, you know, if they won't put you on air here, try OAN because they give people chances there. And, you know, you're very passionate. I think you'd do great. So I applied. I sent an email. I sent them my website and my links to everything. And I had an interview during my birthday week and I got hired in November. Um, I chose my start date as January because I wanted to spend time on the East Coast with, at holidays with my family. Um, I didn't know that San Diego was going to be the place that I was going to be. I was kind of hoping for D.C. or staying in New York, but they really wanted to bolster their San Diego studio. So I said, OK, um, you know, this is what I'm going to have to do. You kind of in this industry, you're going to have to leave to come back. And that's what I've been told. And that's what I'm doing right now. Um, so right now I'm just kind of trying to pull some strings here and there to get myself back on the East Coast or possibly have my own show. Um, so I'm kind of pitching some ideas, thinking about some stuff right now, um, but nothing set in stone. So that's kind of how I got here. And I'm just looking forward to more opportunities in the future. Well, you're definitely doing the right thing, you know, putting your name out there and um, proving that you're the real deal. Um, but I definitely think you'll definitely go very far in this industry, uh, whether it's uh sticking with politics or maybe doing uh, something else, um, you definitely have a very bright future. Um, but yeah, well, we definitely would love to have you back on the, uh, on the East coast, um, maybe do OAN or Fox. Um, I, I know, uh, one of my, uh, friends, well, one of my former colleagues, I should say, in a friend, um, he's actually now the producer for Trey Gowdy's um, Sunday night show and he, he loves it. Uh, but one more question before we uh, go, Monica. So, like, what what advice would you give to someone who wants to break into the news industry like you did? 
Uh, well, I have a couple of pieces of advice. One is never take no for an answer. Um, mm -hmm. Two is keep working on your own projects. Um, keep working on things to prove yourself. Um, and another thing I could say is Always ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be mm. afraid to really put yourself out there and be yourself because people love to see that. Um, and just realize that hard work is always going to pay off. Always. And don't, don't always. listen to anybody. Um, it's, it's not easy, but you have to prove why you're different than everybody else because everybody wants it. But why, why do you want it badly enough? You have to prove it. So don't give up on it because it will happen. Every, life has a way of working out every single time. Oh, exactly. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, oh, eventually work hard than everyone else. I love to hear that. Uh, Monica, thank you so much for joining the Anthony Mergliano show and hopefully we'll have you back on in the near future. Um, and remember, oh, come back to New Jersey whenever you want to. Um, we miss you. Thank you so much, Anthony. Thanks for having me. No problem. And to everyone watching, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.